From Los Angeles, California, this is Burncast and I'm the bomb. Happy Tutu Tuesday and welcome to the show. In today's episode, we talk to Raina McInturf about the physical benefits as well as the spiritual aspects of hooping. She'll also talk about her company, Hoopnotic Hoop Dance, and share with us how she is growing a sustainable business within the context of her art and how she is giving back to the community. But first, as always, the Burncast Community Bulletin Board. First up on the Burncast Community Bulletin Board is a reminder that Burncast is an independent podcast and we rely on the support of our listeners to keep the show going. As an incentive, today's guest Raina is offering one of our lucky listeners her latest instructional DVD, Hoopnotic Hoop Dance, in support of our productions. Just be the first person to donate $25 to Burncast and you'll get this most excellent DVD which offers step-by-step instructions on hooping. I can tell you personally that Raina is a really good teacher and I've learned so much from her. Her DVD even features one-of-a-kind troubleshooting sections, which makes it the most detailed and easy-to-understand hoop dance DVD available. Like I said, Hoopnotic Hoop Dance is offering this DVD to support our operating costs and help to bring Burncast to Black Rock City in 2007. Again, to donate, be the first person to contribute $25 by clicking on the donate button at our homepage at burncast.net. Second up on the Burncast Community Bulletin Board is an invitation to all our listeners to participate in our This is Burning Man segment. This is Burning Man is an ongoing community effort to engage burners in writing, sharing, and discussing the core values personal beliefs, and individual experiences as to the meaning of Burning Man and the wonderful community of Black Rock City. Author Brian Doherty wrote the book This is Burning Man, and he used 100,614 words to do it. Now we're asking you to tell us what Burning Man means to you by sending us an essay of 500 words or less. Every essay we receive is read and reviewed for potential podcasts on the show. This is an ongoing project with no deadline. If your essay is selected, you will be contacted by Burncast to be invited to read your piece for an upcoming episode. To submit your essay, visit Burncast online and click on the This is Burning Am box in the upper right-hand corner of your screen. Okay, that about wraps things up for the Burncast Community Bulletin Board, so let's move on with today's episode. Hooping has opened up a world of creativity and self-expression for Raina McInturf, who has been hypnotizing crowds with her sensual hoop dancing and performance since 2000. What started as a form of play and fun quickly took over her life and she soon found herself performing professionally within the hoop, anywhere from Cirque du Soleil premieres to Power Aid commercials. Everywhere she performed, people were intrigued and wanted to know how they too could find themselves in the hoop. So she began teaching. Raina's encouragement, patience, and enthusiasm brought her a steady stream of students, and through her teaching experience, she was able to develop a curriculum that allowed anyone to learn this beautiful art form. Thus, Hoopnotic Hoop Dance was born. In addition to holding a BA in Women's Studies from UCLA, Raina has extensive education in the fields of biology, chemistry, and anthropology. 
My name is Raina McInturf, and I am a professional hoop dancer and hoop teacher. My first year at Burning Man was 2001, and I had never even heard of it, was introduced to it, and decided to go, and of course, it completely blew my mind. Were you hooping at the time you went to Burning Man? I was, yeah, and when I went to Burning Man that first time, there were not a lot of hoopers. The explosion did not really happen until later. So it was really interesting to be one of a few people at Burning Man hooping and getting to like spread that around and freak people out with it and share it with people. How did you get introduced to hooping then? Because I, I think a lot of burners feel like they own the art of hooping. <laughs> so I'm interested to know. Nice. Um, let's see. I was literally at like, a, I think it's called the Sunset Junction Festival. It's in Silver Lake. Mm-hmm. Happens every year. It's in Los Angeles. Yeah. I went there and I saw Anna Reichenbach, a.k.a. Hoopalicious, hooping, hoop dancing and I could not believe my eyes. It was the most incredible thing I'd ever seen. I had had a really cool experience with a hoop like three years before that that was nothing like hoop dancing, but just to see someone rocking a hoop like that, like it just blew my mind. And I immediately ran over there and started talking to her and bought a hoop and started playing in the hoop with her and trying to get her to show me some moves. And it was just instant love. Love at first hoop, for sure. I'm curious, so with your introduction to Hoopalicious or Anna Reichenbach, was that your entree to Burning Man? No, actually. It was through uh, a guy that I was dating at the time. How many years? So your first year was 2001. How many years have you been going? I've gone for four years. As I was talking about earlier, I had to skip a few years in between my first year and my second year just because of um, work and performance obligations. I couldn't get away. And then uh, so I went, let's see, 2001, skipped two and three, and then went back 2004, 2005, and 2006. What inspires you about Burning Man? Why do you keep coming back? Uh, Wow. It's just like no other place in the world. And it's unlike any other experience in the world. It's kind of like being transported to another planet is what it feels like. And, you know, just it's so beautiful to get to see people. (sighs) Really, it's it's like full creative self-expression. That's what really draws me to Burning Man and to see the things that people create out there in the middle of nowhere. It just is so inspirational to me. And that whole sort of self-reliant and community-reliant atmosphere, you know? (laughs) You said the drinking word. I did? Yeah. Every time you say the word community, (laughs) we all have to drink. So, okay. Um, So did you finish your thought? I think so. Okay. What brings you back to Burning Man? What brings me back to Burning Man? Well, my lovely friends and family that, you know, sort of create, co-create together and go every year and build a little camp, a little home away from home. Just it's it's a great place to be able to connect with, you know, people that are dear to you because we're all so busy and so, you know, spread out with our schedules that it's really that kind of one time of year that we can all get together and really be a family and just immerse ourselves in that sort of family feeling. When you say family, do you mean biological family? Nope. What do you no, mean? created family. That's awesome. Yeah. You, you said a little bit off tape that you've noticed the event change in the time that you've been coming. How has it changed? It's obviously gotten larger. And, you know, I don't see anything wrong with that. I think more and more people, you know, need to have an experience like Burning Man. It it just brings about so much transformation. But I kind of feel like 
one, the event itself has maybe had a hard time keeping up with the growth in terms of like facilities and, and stuff like that. Last year was just kind of frightening at, uh, at the facilities, at the restrooms. <laughs> and then also just as a woman, I'm very sensitive to the types of men that I get exposed to at Burning Man. And that's really kind of what I've seen change. And, and I'm really not trying to be judgmental or anything, but I, I've noticed personally a lot more of the things that happen to me when I go out to a club in Hollywood, the kind of like guys hitting on you and, and being kind of, you know, rude and, and disgusting, like kind of having more of those experiences. But, you know, ultimately, that's what happens when, you know, you have all kinds of different people coming from all kinds of different walks of life and different communities. Um, and you know what? It's luckily, I, you know, I'm there with people that I can turn to for support. And so I always feel safe. But, you know, it's just slightly annoying. That's kind of the downside. But again, I think it's really wonderful that more and more people get to, you know, become exposed to something that blows their mind wide open and maybe completely transforms their their life, their perspective on life and the world. How did Burning Man change your life? Hmm. Wow. <laughs> it took my creative self-expression to a new level because I got to experience for the full time for the first time that potential of just completely being free to be yourself and not having any judgment or any constraints on that expression. And that's miraculous, you know, especially in the kind of, you know, society that we live in. So I think that had the biggest impact overall on my life and who I am and who I've become. Okay, let's talk a little bit about your playa name. Is that your playa name, Hoopnautica, or is that your hoop name? You know, I've never really had a playa name because I have always loved my given name so much <laughs> that I never really felt called to, to choose a playa name. But Hoopnautica became my performance name. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then became the, the name of my company. So. And what is Hoopnautica? Hoopnautica is a hoop dance company, so we're focused on sharing the art form of hoop dance with the world. That's kind of our goal. Um, In fact, your, your mission statement says your intention is to improve the lives of individuals around the world physically, mentally, and emotionally through the joyful, transformative art of hoop dance. Yep. Let's start, if you would, by explaining the aspect of transformative art. Well, it's amazing what hoop dance does to people. And I've just, I've seen it over and over again as I've taught people over the years, the shift that occurs in people. And it's not just a physical shift. There is that people's bodies do change, but something happens to them, you know, some would say spiritually, energetically, emotionally and their confidence, their self-confidence just kind of skyrockets. And it just, it's so beautiful to watch people open up like a, a flower in the sunshine. Like they discover new parts of themselves. They discover, wow, I can do something beautiful and creative that I never even would have imagined that I can do. And that's, that's the transformation. Yeah, and it affects every aspect of their being in their entire lives. Why call it hoop dance and not hula hooping or something like that? 
Well, um, it is referred to as hula hooping, as hooping. It's referred to in a couple different ways. But for me, I really love to refer to it as hoop dance because I really see it as a beautiful, expressive art form, a dance form. So referring to it as hoop dance for me is, is kind of, it's that spiritual emotional connection that I have to it as an art form, even though hoop dance and hooping are, it's many different things to many different people. And all of that is wonderful and beautiful. And, you know, some people think of it just as a fun way to get fit. Other people think of it as their moving meditation. All of that is great. But for me personally, it's my creative self-expression that that's the, the portal through which I get to creatively express myself. So I like to call it hoop dance. Awesome. <laughs> now, what are the physical benefits of hooping? Hooping is incredible in that it achieves several different goals all with just one activity. For one thing, it's a full cardiovascular workout, but it's also it's a full body toning workout. So, you know, a lot of people think about what it does for the core. That's all the abdominal muscles and the lower back muscles. It's incredible for your core. It's definitely, it focuses on the core and strengthens all of those muscles. But as you begin to, you know, use the hoop in different ways, even in just the beginning curriculum and then up through the intermediate curriculum, you're working your entire body. Every major muscle group in your body is getting toned. And so you've got the toning, muscle toning going on and the cardiovascular at the same time. And then on top of that, it starts to open up your body. It opens up your connective tissues, improves your posture, gives you more flexibility, improves coordination because you're getting both the right and left sides of your body working together. So lots of different physical benefits. The reason I asked you to join me is because you're my teacher. You're my master, actually, and you taught me what I know about hooping. One thing I didn't know getting into hooping was the bruise. (laughs) Can you talk a little bit about the bruise so people aren't surprised? Yeah. Now, there's one special bruise that pretty much everybody gets, and depending on which direction you feel most natural hooping in, it's going to be over one of your hip bones. And uh, it can get pretty big, and it can get pretty black um but looks like a big ass hickey yeah yeah it's pretty gnarly it's it's because you're learning how to control the hoop with your body and you haven't quite figured out exactly where and when to hit the hoop with your body and also your body has to kind of get used to this almost two pound thing going around your body and you know, hitting your body over and over again. And so for most people, they'll get it the first time and then it just, you know, gradually fades and then they don't bruise anymore. But yeah, it's, (laughs) it's fun to wake up to. (laughs) Would you explain the spiritual and emotional aspects of hooping? Yeah, spiritually, and and this is not, you know, it's, there's no particular religion. Uh, It's not about religion, but spiritually, What I have found and what a lot of people have found through hoop dance is that it becomes a moving meditation. What that means for me is that when I am in my hoop and I am connected to my hoop, I'm feeling grounded, I'm just listening to the music and moving my body however I want to that music, I begin to lose my self-consciousness. I stop thinking about all the millions of things I have to do and what I did during the day and what I'm worried about. It all just goes out of my mind and my mind has to be focused 
on my body or else the hoop will fall down. So that just pulls you into your body, frees your mind to be calm and clear, and that's where you find that meditative, trance-inducing state. And so you know, for a lot of people, it's a very spiritual experience. It can be very healing, cleansing, grounding. And that's, I think, kind of, that kind of covers the spiritual aspects of it. I'm sure other people have different takes. And emotionally, which I find to be very connected to the spiritual experience, emotionally, you know, you're relieving a lot of your stress because you're clearing your mind. So with that, with stress out of the way, you're able to allow your emotions to just flow freely as you're moving and you experience joy, happiness, ecstasy, pleasure, fun. You know, you can get into that kind of blissful, childlike state. So you start to experience a lot of really positive emotions. It's impossible to be upset inside a hoop. <laughs> if I am upset, all I have to do is get inside my hoop, hoop for five minutes to one really great song, and instantly, whatever I was upset about just doesn't seem that bad anymore. <laughs> and I feel like I have a new you know, perspective on whatever it was that was bothering me. So emotionally, it's just like an emotional flush. You just, you're able to flush out any, any kind of negative emotions that you're experiencing. Do you have any philosophies or beliefs about hooping? I think one of the, the strongest things that I believe, and I, I think that this comes from the joy that I experience in teaching hoop dance and, and the passion that I have about teaching hoop dance to people, my philosophy is anyone can hoop dance. And it doesn't matter if you want to hoop dance because you want to be a performer or if you just want to hoop dance because it looks like fun and you, you just want to enjoy yourself. It doesn't matter. Anyone can do it. Your style is, is beautiful and unique and amazing. There are no two hoop dancers alike. So in my opinion, it's not about getting anywhere other than more in touch with yourself. So... Let's talk a little yeah. bit about your business. You've been in business now for about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. I noticed on the hooping discussion lists on Tribe mm -hmm. and also just my experiences with uh, discussion groups in general with the, as it relates to Burning Man, right. it seems that there's a fair amount of criticism for any burners who attempt to share their art and their passion and put it out there to a mainstream audience. Right. Some burners believe this goes against the Burning Man ethos or decommodification, one of the ten principles of Burning Man. Have you experienced this criticism from within the community? <laughs> Wait, got a drink. <laughs> um, yes. And we're drinking water, by the way. This is a healthy hoop yes. mm, drink. Hydration. <laughs> yes, you know, there's always going to be criticism toward anything, you know, artistic and creative that is considered to be underground and be, you know, belonging to the few select, you know, people. But ultimately, I mean, Burning Man would, you know, only sell a certain number of tickets if they didn't want the whole world to experience the joy of Burning Man. You know, it's not what it's about. Burning Man is about sharing. 
I mean, that's kind of the biggest thing that I see in Burning Man. It's all about sharing. And people spend tons of money on getting out to Burning Man. They spend tons of money on beautiful, amazing art and, you know, on treats and, you know, snacks and meals that they just bring out there to share with people. So, you know, there's there's money going on all over the place. And, you know, it's we're also supposed to be, you know, in the Burning Man community, we're supposed to be supporting each other. <laughs> We're supposed to be supporting each other in achieving peacefulness, abundance. You know, it's all about manifesting your dreams and creating your own reality. And this is the reality that I want to create. And I have had, you know, amazing support from the people that I love and amazing support from the students that I've shared this art form with. And my attitude is allow, just allow, allow other people to have whatever opinions they want to have. Maybe they have those opinions because they're not working as much toward their dream as they wish they could, or they're feeling stopped, or who knows, you know, who knows? Just let it roll off your back and keep moving toward your dreams. Everyone deserves to have abundance, to have peace, to have a roof over their head, to have food and to be able to have enough that they can share with other people that maybe don't have as much as they do. That brings me to my next question. Hoopnata gives back to our local community here in LA in several ways. I saw on your website Mm -hmm. each year you choose local charities and national charities to work with. This year you've chosen to work with Elizabeth Glazer, Pediatric AIDS Foundation Mm -hmm. and Step Up Women's Network. Yeah. Why is it important to give back to the community? Or not even the community, but, you know, your local community. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Ever since the moment that we incorporated Hoopnautica, we were very clear that we wanted to, from the very start, positively impact uh, our community. <laughs> you like because <laughs> we we figure that you know if we're going to be a corp a successful corporation and we're successful because you know other people are willing to share their abundance with us because they love what we're doing it's just it's social responsibility you know the, there are so many <laughs> people, children especially, that are just suffering or doing without the resources that they need to be happy and healthy. And so we we want to positively impact those groups of people. And Step Up Women's Network is incredible because what we've done with them is we've taught groups of at-risk teenage girls how to hoop dance. It's been oh, wow. awesome. Yeah. And then um, Elizabeth Glazier Pediatric AIDS Foundation, obviously benefiting you know children with um, AIDS and HIV. So you know, we're just, it's just, it just feels good. That's just what feels right for us is to be able to constantly, you know, be benefiting organizations that need our help. Will this change yearly, the beneficiaries of the charitable? Yeah. um, In 2006, we actually were working with an organization called Children Today. So, you know, we went and spruced up their little, they're an amazing organization that helps uh, homeless children and their families. And they've got a Montessori school at their location and a playground. And, you know, we went and spent some time sprucing up their playground. So, you know, every year we've kind of just you know, seen who's come to us with, you know, their requests and, and really just gone with who we felt we could most deeply impact, uh, you know, that year. So we'll always be looking for new organizations that we can work with. That's great. 
Well, like I said, you've been in business for a year and a half, and I'm hoping that it's going well. Yeah. Um, I don't want to really, unless you want to talk about it. And uh, Other than, you know, I just, what I would like to share with people is if you have a dream, that okay. do it. I had a dream. I did not know how I was going to do, how I was going to make hoop dance my life, but I knew I didn't want to do anything else. So I hired myself a personal coach, got it in gear. And before I knew it, I was manifesting my dreams, my goals and creating my own reality. And it's not easy, but hey, it beats getting up in the morning and going, God, I hate my job. I don't want to go anymore. Don't go anymore. Get up. Do what you love. Follow your heart. <laughs> um, oh, that's great. Uh, what advice do you have for the beginning hooper, somebody who's just starting out in hooping? The advice that I have for a beginning hooper is be patient and kind to yourself. Don't look at the master hoop dancer and think, God, why don't I look like them? They've been doing it a long time. Be patient. Enjoy every moment of your learning experience with the hoop and know that you can be a beautiful hoop dancer without knowing a bunch of tricks. Just enjoy the hoop around your body. Enjoy the music that you're listening to and just kind of follow your own natural rhythm. And be nice to yourself. Talk nicely to yourself. <laughs> That's true. And yeah. Anything else you'd like to talk about that we haven't covered? Um, I would just love to mention, I'm very excited. I've been working on this project for about six months. We are actually tonight, late tonight, launching our new website. It's still hypnotica.com, but it's going to be an all new website. So Ooh. I invite you all to come check it out, check out all the new stuff and see what we're up to over at Hypnotica. And if you're in Los Angeles, she's teaching classes where? Uh, we are teaching at our studio in Marina Del Rey. And we also teach classes regularly at the Hollywood Dance Center in Hollywood. And we've got, you know, hoop fests going on during the summer and various workshops, you know, around different areas. So just check the website, check the schedule. We are also offering our very first in-person teacher training at the end of this month. So you can get all the juicy details on our new website tomorrow. And do you have a DVD for those of us that aren't in the LA area? We do. We actually have a two DVD series of uh, Beginning Hoop Dance. Uh, we'll be coming out with our follow-up uh, intermediate level series probably later in the summer or the fall. But right now we've got uh, DVDs one and two so you can learn our entire beginning curriculum on your own. And will we be seeing you, Raina, or the Hoopnautica crew at Burning Man this year? There will definitely be some Hypnotica crew representing. We haven't quite figured out exactly who's going, but we hope we can all make it, of course. Okay, great. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It was awesome. That was Raina McInturf of Hypnotic Hoop Dance. For more information about Raina, just click on our show notes at burncast.net. Coming up is a song entitled Salala, which I love to hoop to, and it's by Angelique Kijo and featuring Peter Gabriel, which can be found on the Podsafe Music Network at music.podshow.com. Sala la 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 la
smile like the smile on your face There's no joy like the joy of the soul coming in There's no joy like the joy of the soul coming in been listening to Burncast, a podcast spreading the flames about the art, culture, and community of Burning Man. Visit us on the web at burncast.net. To contact us, call the Burncast hotline at 206-350-1416 or click on the My Chingum button embedded at our website. A very special thanks to Lecter of nospectators.com for hosting these podcasts.